It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Now, brother, hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today Half of the greatest comedy team working the clubs today. It's Jason Sklar. We're going to do an all Wolverine nasty nine with Jason in just a sec. But first, time for the Waterhouse Update, sponsored by Tempurapedic, the lightly fried adjustable mattress. NFL Packers shove the Rams into a shearing pen and get their wool for winter. Aaron Rodgers apparently fighting COVID with filthy hair. Bears beat the Lions in a game from the 1940s, meaning it should not have been televised. Bengals deconstructed the Steelers like your dad ripping apart your excuse for smashing the station wagon. And Bill Belichick has been kicked out of Mensa for being, quote, too smart. That update sponsored by Manurism, the brain hemorrhage for men only. College football, Michigan spanked Ohio State like the Singapore police whacking a gum chewer. Auburn screwed up worse than the guy who thought of remaking Home Alone with an arrogant British kid. And Oklahoma's Lincoln Riley taking over at USC, said AD Mike Bone. It's LA. We needed a hot looking dude. That wrap up sponsored by Nick Saban Cadillac Subaru. You're getting a car whether you like it or not at Nick Saban Cadillac Subaru. NBA LeBron James fined $15,000 for flipping the bird to Indiana fans. James Venmoed it from the bench. College hoops, Duke coach Mike Kurzyaveski, uh, uh, Coach K, retiring this season because, quote, I'm tired of bad sportscasters mispronouncing my name. Huh. And finally, this week in sports history, the date 1965. The place, Augusta, Georgia. Kathy Whitworth wins the LPGA Title Holders Championship by 10 strokes and pockets $1,500. Said Whitworth, if I'd have known the purse was that small, I would have won by one. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Nugentix. Wiener pills directly from... I'm Ted Nugent. All right, finally, it's talk time. My guest, half of a great showbiz team, the captain 
to his brother Randy's Tennille and a lifetime and long-suffering Michigan fan, Jason Sklar. Jason, how are you today? Uh, I'm riding on a cloud of happiness and dreams. Um, yes. And puffier than your parka. That is a that has got to be a gift parka. I'm oh, not sure that's a parka you buy for this, yourself. This is a gift for my 50th birthday coming up uh, for my family. Um, Congratulations. This is uh this is I am wearing for those who, who are only listening to this. I'm wearing a Canada goose coat. And as oh, we yeah. on our social media, uh, I bought a Canada goose vest for only nine thousand dollars. Now, listen, those <laughs> They said it was an extra 2000 if I wanted sleeves, but I think it's pronounced <laughs> sleeves up here because, yeah. you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, not yeah. leaves. You don't want to get that confused ever in a party conversation in Canada, or they'll just throw you right out in the snow and you never know where you'll land. Uh, well, that's hey. right. That's what? right. But so we found out why these damn coats are so expensive because they only cost like $100 to make. We found out that they're so expensive because... Uh, the money, the gap, the difference in the profit goes to Universal Canadian Healthcare. So, oh, so, so if some man buys an expedition coat for fifteen hundred dollars in Toronto, right. a woman in Halifax can have a hysterectomy and not pay an arm and a leg for it. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's right, and and uh, that's a beautiful thing. And, yeah, uh, we feel like we're doing we're doing good for the universe. And you know what? We have the luxury of doing good for the universe because the universe paid us back this past weekend. They did. Let's dive right in. Let's let's go right to the nasty nine. I don't want to waste any of this beautiful thing. Nine questions designed pretty much for either Sklar brother. Sponsored by Ivermectarine, the delicious way to deworm Jason Sklar. Question number one. You finally took that OSU monkey yanked it off your back and tossed it into the wood chipper from Fargo. How does that feel? It feels better. I mean, I can say this on this podcast because I'm pretty sure my family won't listen to it. It feels better than when my two children were born. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. And I don't think I can overstate that. And people will say, well, you're on me. People will take from that statement that I wasn't crying tears of joy when my kids were born. And I was, that's how significant I didn't have to wait 20 years for my kids to be born. I didn't have to sit through uh, a bunch of losing seasons before my kids were born. So look, here's the deal. This is a very, very, very significant moment, not just for the school, not just for the university, but I'm going to take it as a metaphor for my own life. When I don't believe in myself, when I've been on a losing streak, things aren't working out, when you feel like it's impossible and there's not a chance and it's never going to happen for you in your lifetime, you fight through, you hire a whole new coaching staff, you get rid of old (laughs) philosophies, you take a pay cut that's half of what your salary was, and you go out there and you kick the crap out of some Buckeyes. 4227. Let me ask you this. This is question 1B. Did you have an inkling beforehand, Jason, that this could happen? Or did you only feel the usual dread, fan dread, and especially in that situation? So I feel the usual dread because I am a pessimist college football fan of my own team. You, you've seen us text you during, I am the most (laughs) pessimistic of fans. Uh, It's unbelievable. Actually, it's almost toxic, but it does get something (laughs) out of me. And, and what does a pessimist want more than anything in the world to be proven wrong? You want it. 
You want it. You say, I'm offering myself up as a sacrificial lamb to look like a fool in front of the world in order for my team to win. I want people to write back to me when I text them and say, we have no chance to say, ha, in your face. And then I will say gladly in my face. I'm happy to be wrong. But I did. Here's the thing. During this week, (laughs) I felt like, and this is not hindsight, and this isn't rose-colored glasses. I did feel like no one had pushed this quarterback who was a redshirt freshman. CJ Stroud. And gotten him off his spot during the, during no one had done that. And the, and to me, this was the only way we could win. It was almost like they had, it was like in star Wars when, you know, when Luke Skywalker comes down and he's got one shot and he's got to make it through this one thing. And if it doesn't go in, then, then they don't blow up the death star. That's what Michigan had. They had one pathway to victory. And that one pathway was because if he was able to stand back there and just hit the, the, the speed and the talent on the edge for Ohio State, no one can match up with that. Even if you play like Michigan played a smart plan of keeping them in front of you and not letting them yeah, get behind. Right. Give them the middle still, of the field. Yeah. Look, they still gain almost 500 yards. So, like, yeah. we knew they were going to get their yards. But Michigan set up a great game plan. They had two of the best defensive ends in a long time. And you want to argue with me? I remember two years ago when Aiden Hutchinson's dad said on a podcast, he's, he, my son is playing very Bosa-like, which to me was a compliment to the Bosa brothers. But everyone in Ohio State was, was up in arms. Oh, you can't say that he's like the Bosa's. How dare wow. you? And they laughed at him. But I would argue that this performance in this game was maybe the biggest performance of a defensive end. Remember when Chase Young came into the game? Yes, I do. Ago? He was yeah. stopped. He was pretty much stopped by, uh, by Mayfield, uh, who was Jalen Mayfield, who was the right tackle for right. Michigan. And that got that kid a, an NFL contract because he was able to stop him in that game. One thing. But I'm saying right now <laughs> that their only pathway to victory was to have those defensive yeah. ends. Put pressure Throw on the kid off his game. Get him off his spot. And maybe get them off the field a couple times. Their plan was we can't stop them from scoring. They scored 27 points, which is still good. But if we force a couple field goals, which they did, yeah. if we force a couple punts, which they did, if we yeah. force them to take time to drive down the field, which they did, if we stop their their running back, which they did, then we can win this game. Now it it was a game of schemes. Like you talk about Don Brown was the defensive coordinator for Michigan Uh, for a long time for years. And he Dr. Blitz, they called him, but he was very predictable. They knew what he was doing. Mike McDonald, not of the Doobie brothers, but of the Raven. He came in and said, we're going to disguise everything. You're not going to know what we're going to do. We're going to disguise it so much that you're going to check into a play that we will then have completely covered because we'll check out of what we're showing you. And then we'll block it. Key example in this game was there was a very important run play and they moved they moved their defensive line off to the sides. They brought a small linebacker down up the middle. Ohio State checked into a run up the middle, and as soon as they started counting, he backed out. They brought the two safeties down, and they stuffed the run. And so they that. played into the defense. This is the first time we've been able to say that about Michigan, where Michigan outcoached, outschemed, yeah. outplayed. And you saw Ohio State had the talent. Their receivers yeah. made insane catches, but they had to make insane catches. They had to make fourth and 17, fourth and 20 plays just right. to keep drives alive. And to me, that is the victory. They did it right. They beat a great Ohio State team. And I got news for you. It wasn't, it wasn't close. It wasn't 42-27. It was more like 42-20. This, all from a gentleman 
who at halftime of the Michigan-Wisconsin game texted me that the entire Michigan team should burn in a bus crash. That is PhD-level passive-aggressive optimism. Uh, The pessimism uh, disguising uh, the Mm -hmm. optimism, putting yourself forth as the sacrificial lamb. And might I also add, this is the longest stretch on this podcast where I have not had to say a word. Sponsored, incidentally, no, I love it, by Slacker Barrel. Come on in and eat or not. We don't care. (laughs) We may go down to the nasty two. That was the most brilliant uh, uh, soliloquy we've ever had on the show. And showing you how great a win that truly was. You've never talked that long in your life alone. No, I'm never allowed to. Uh, everyone says that you're a twin brother and you finish each other's sentences. I haven't been allowed to finish a sentence in 49 years. Question number two. After 17 years of waiting, because it's really been, like you said, 2004, you now only have one week as a fan to digest the fact that if you beat Iowa, you'll be in the college football playoff. If, if if it makes it easier, uh, you know, we, we, uh, Wisconsin beat Iowa, so it's, it's easily doable, but do you think it's a harder task or an easier task at this point? I mean, 17 years building to beat Ohio state now, literally five days to put it together to say, okay, we have to give another great fan effort to get past a great defense. I always got a great defense. You can't overlook them and think you're already in the playoffs. So as a pessimistic fan, I do think there's a really good chance we lose to Iowa. Now, let me just say this. I'm kidding. But let me say this. We have to look at this like it's Finland after the USA in 1980 beat Russia. They beat Russia. They beat the Russians in hockey. Do you believe in miracles in the semifinal game? Then right. they had to yeah. go, beat the Finland for game. the gold. And you could argue that this is the quarterfinal game because then yep. we got to go to the – I mean, or or the – or the, the, yeah, the prelim game. It's the prelims. Because then you got to go win the quarterfinal, then you got to go win the semifinal, and then you got to win the final. However, I will say this. This game this Saturday, I don't think this is a team that has a letdown. No, Iowa is a very opportunistic team, and they can beat anyone if they get turnovers, and they're that kind of team. So it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be easy. However, I do think this Michigan football team is – They're playing with confidence. They're on a mission. They know who they are. They know what they're capable of. They need to scheme it up. They just need to say, we cannot lose. We will not accept losing in this situation because we haven't gotten here before. Now, they've never gotten to the the Big Ten Championship game since it started. They've never gotten to uh, the college football playoff. And these are the things that Jim Harbaugh was brought in to do at Michigan. And he finally has his players. He finally got the right, you know, the right personnel in there and he finally has an opportunity to do it. And I think it's exciting and it's wonderful. Like, look, you might have Ohio state fans who listen to this podcast. And I say to them, all this like trash talk and exciting talk by Michigan has only been brought on by how dominant and awesome Ohio state has been. So take it as a, take it as a sign of respect that people are finally puffing out their chest and saying all the things they wish they could say, because you have stuffed that down for decades. You're like yeah. a, an abusive yeah. stepdad. Like you stuffed it down, stuffed it down, and now it's coming up. Yeah, and and only two real differences between a, a program like Ohio State 
and uh, say Michigan and Wisconsin is the the constant ability to recruit at a number one level that Ohio State has because of the dominance over decades. And I would argue GPA, which Michigan and Wisconsin have to worry about. Sponsored, incidentally, by Beige, the only color with no holiday baggage. Question number three, which Sklar has the worst anxiety? Randy, easily. I'm not even going to make a long answer on that one. I have to talk about so many ledges. It's Randy. Sponsored by Fluow, Hawaii's strongest cold medicine. Question four, fill in the blank. Jim Harbaugh today is feeling better than, and I would say, Justin Verlander when the clubhouse guy finally turned to him and said, hey, you got a weird call from, of all people, Kate Upton. (laughs) So so Uh, how good is he feeling today? Or is he already tunnel vision on Iowa? I think he's feeling great. Randy did text with him, which was awesome. Gave him a text. That's and said, fantastic. Oh, and he texted back Saturday night. Wow. Texted back to Randy and said, what a team effort. Like, he <clears throat> he took it in, and he psyched. I mean, t- to me, the moment when he trolled Ryan Day, and he was yeah. like, some people think they're born on third and thought they hit a triple, which, you know, is not a new statement, but it is kind of fitting. I was like, he's back, man. He is back. He is back. He has the confidence to troll. Good for you. Yeah. But more importantly, they know he knows what's up. He knows yeah. that to win this game and to lose next week is would be a disaster of massive of epic proportions. Right. Now, to win if he can win this week and then if he loses in three weeks, like let's just say Alabama's three, or let's say Alabama beats Georgia. And then it's like Right. I don't know. I I don't know how that would be. And if Michigan wins, then maybe Michigan would move to number one and they would play. I don't, I don't know how it works, but to me, if Michigan gets to play Cincinnati, then I think they have a shot maybe to win that game against Georgia or Alabama. I, I just one, don't yeah. know. It's a too tough, too tough yeah. of a call. Well, However, you've also, uh, you, you've accidentally uttered the, the, the key around which I build my life, which is, I don't know how it works. That's, I don't know how it works. That's my and philosophy. I also, that is a great philosophy. It's what gets you through a marriage. Um, but also, it's it's not. It, I don't. Ex- I can't even talk about the playoff because I still have to win this. Yeah, game. no, you got you to focus. Do you know how I? Do you know that I missed this game, the Michigan Ohio State game? I was on a plane up to Toronto, a Can- Canada Air flight. Thanks, Canada Air. I mean, I'm not even calling it the right name. Air Canada. Um, Air Canada. It might as well be. Might as well have been Spirit Airlines. They didn't yeah. have a stream of the of the game. Wow. They don't have streaming live TV. So I had to buy their stupid internet for $25 Canadian, which I think is like 30 That's, cents American. But yeah, 75 cents. I don't know what the conversion is. Maybe it's $22. Let's say I spent $22 on internet just so I could watch the game cast on ESPN's website of the game. So it's wow. like I'm watching Tecmo Bowl graphics of a little yeah. – arrow and a football moving and i'm reading it while above it i'm watching i'm binge watching episodes of the white lotus so i'm watching a man eat another man's ass out on tv while michigan is kind of doing the same thing for a while in this game but it was for a week in a weird way it was somehow soothing because it put a layer of well the I mean, they both were soothing. We can get into that. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. I, I can say, I, I hate to raise an eyebrow at an inopportune moment, but. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, look, I, it was, it for me, for the stress of the game, 
Because yeah. there have been times oh, where I've had sure. to like. Yeah. So, so it, during the Nebraska game earlier this year, I had to turn off the TV and I could only watch it through GameCast. I wasn't capable to. Yeah. I need I, to put can, a layer yeah. between the action and my life yes. in order to tolerate it. I understand but, that. Which brings us to question number five. Uh, question number four, incidentally, sponsored by Kleptiva, the medication that curbs your appetite to steal. Question five, what superstitions do you partake of prior to any Michigan game, but especially the Buckeye game? And do you and so, Randy share those or are they different? So, no, I, I will say that we have I don't have a ton of traditions. I do have a shirt that I've worn every single game this season. Didn't yeah. work against Michigan State, but I did wear that shirt on the plane. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I, there, during the Michigan tournament, when we were at Michigan, when we had the Fab Five in their second year, um, or sorry, their freshman year, we were at a friend's house. And before the UCLA game, he started grilling chicken outside on the grill. That's at, sorry, at halftime, Michigan was down 17. The game got so exciting that he forgot about the chicken breast on the on the grill, our buddy <laughs> Dean Lynn, and it burnt to a hard coal-like crisp. So then for the rest of that tournament and for years afterwards, we felt like we had to make a burnt <laughs> offering to the basketball gods. That's how far the superstition went. And we had someone burn a piece of wow. chicken. So people would ask us, still they ask us on Twitter, because we've mentioned this before. Uh, on our podcast that uh, they're asked. We have friends who ask us, are you burning chicken right now in honor of this game? I'm telling you, I sent some marketing opportunity for Popeye's here, some cross promotion sponsored by Knitways expand a belt funnel pants, pour any belly into a pair of Knitways. Question number six, as a neurotic fan, can you adjust to the favorite role? that you'll be in now going up against Iowa, or will you go through a similar convoluted thing as you have to, to win the game to, to convince yourself that Iowa will win. And, and, and so you're once again, psychologically in the underdog fighting your way up role. So remember that Iowa was once ranked second in the country. Now, uh, they uh, uh, you're, you've already started. You've answered yeah. the question. Yeah, yeah. We, I justify. <laughs> look, I I am not going to make it through this game by by puffing <laughs> my chest out and, and <laughs> having any confidence in my team. I just have to go out there, do play yeah. the game, take it one negative play at a time, take it one. <laughs> sure. Don't get too far ahead of myself. Don't get into the fourth <laughs> quarter and, and imagine a lead. I have to imagine. That any positive Iowa play will lead to the downfall of Michigan, and that is the only way we're going to win this game. Is if I can put forth enough negativity, and that's what I'm going to do because that's what the team is asking me to do. And that's yeah. what I—you do what you're called upon to do. Right. You play your role. You're I'm a role doing what player. I was recruited as a as an alumnus as an yes. alumnus of the university. What I was recruited to do after the after my alumni after my alumnus. And if I may say you're receiving yeah. Jim Harbaugh's highest compliment, you're coachable sponsored yeah. by wheels on meals, meals that are run over and then delivered right to your door. Question number seven, best thing about beating Ohio state. Is there anyone you'll call or did call? I suppose the text from Harbaugh has to probably top that list overall as a, as a, cause you and Randy kind of root together there. So, but was there anybody you called? Or, 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 or anything you did 
be, that you've been waiting to do for nearly 20 years now? So we haven't done it yet. We do have a friend who went to Ohio State who likes to text us. Our mom went to Ohio State. So, you know, wow. we haven't talked to her yet because she's had two strokes, but I, it's coming. Um, but I will say that we, you know, it, it's been more of a celebratory, let's celebrate with Michigan friends. So let's send around, you know, the crowd yeah. on the field videos of them singing the killer song, you know, Mr. Brightside. Let's, let's send the crying guy who said, this is Michigan. And this is, you know, that guy, that meme, there's so many great memes around right now uh, on TikTok, on Instagram, yeah. like that just make you feel good. And to me, the moment of Jawan Howard seeking out, cause we know Jawan yeah. went through school with right. him, knew him as a student, but he, him seeking out coach Harbaugh yeah. and give him a genuine, beautiful hug and looking him in the eye and saying, they said we couldn't beat Ohio state. And then he's like, now what? Now what is yeah. what he said? He got up, he got up and then he oh, laughed and Harbaugh, he put a smile on Harbaugh's face. That's how amazing Juwan Howard that's is. almost impossible. It is that's almost amazing. impossible. And yet he did. And there was magic in that stadium. And what I love about the game, and this is why I will continue to ride this high until we lose to Iowa this week. I am telling you, the joy of this game was that it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a bad spot like 2016. No, no, no. Yeah. It wasn't a blocked no, you beat him. punt carried all the way into the end zone. It was a dismantling. It was an embarrassing. It was a belt out the closet game. It was a, we are going to stomp on your neck and then keep doing it. It's like when Randy Moss in his uh, 30 for 30, like, look, man, I just stomped on his neck twice. And then I left. Like, why am I a bad guy? And you're like, well, let's talk about the middle part of that statement. You did what? (laughs) So that's what Michigan did. And as a result, we can all hold our heads high and be like, you don't step to me. And I love how Ohio State fans are like, oh, yeah, big you guys, two wins. And you're two and se- you're, you know, four, right. two and 17 is what you are. And then our response was, oh, you mean, I think what you meant to say was 59, 51 and one. Because I remember yeah. in the 90s when we won nine out of 11 games. So let's not yeah. let's 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 chill out a little bit. I understand that it's been a hard 17. No one's ignoring the last like domination by Ohio state, but let's look at why they got dominated in the last, in the last two decades. Number one, you brought in rich rod, but he had no defense. So obviously you're going to get crushed and he had, he didn't have his players his first year. So that year's out. Number two, they did win with Jannard Robinson in Hoke's first year in your bad year. Fine. Hoke then was terrible and couldn't coach this team. So there were three or four more years where you were a five and eight team and, and Ohio state was going to the playoffs. Right. You had no chance to win those games, but even in those games, you almost won one of yeah. those games when Devin Gardner had a broken foot and you almost won that game. Then 2016, you essentially won that game. I don't, I'm not, I, I don't want to hear it. They stopped yeah. him on fourth down. That game should have been over. It could have easily been called towards Michigan. That could have been a win. 2017, they had a better game plan. They just had a shitty quarterback, a garbage John O'Corn quarterback who couldn't execute execute Michigan's plan. They were up in the fourth quarter. They just yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. Not 18 you know, we're going to pipe this right to the Michigan student union. 18 and 19, 2018, 19, you had, you, we didn't have a great defensive. They figured out the defensive plan and 20, they said we ducked him and maybe they did, but it was the COVID year and you, and they bet on the yeah. wrong quarterback. 
Look, five, you eight. spanked him like a Japanese businessman getting whacked at a Dutch brothel. Qu- two quick ones down the stretch and we're out of here. Question number yep. eight. Who is winning Saturday night at Lucas Oil Field? And what is the final score? You know, God, it's, it's, it's so- a hard one for you because the whole reverse psychology of it. I got to go play your role on the Michigan team. Iowa 17 to nine, but in my heart of hearts, I think, I think we get it done. I, so, I, I really, Iowa 17, nine guaranteeing a Michigan win is what you hope that, that's my hope. That is my sincerest hope by doing that. You understand what I'm doing? Yeah. Oh, we have to I completely. And finally, question number nine, will Michigan play for the national title or can you even talk about that? Yeah. Without getting shot by, uh, either your brother or a specially hired Wolverine sniper. I cannot talk about that. I also can't can't. allow myself to, to, to look that far ahead. I really can't. I mean, look, this, this has been a magical season an unexpected season. You have to understand that like Michigan before the season by a lot of pundits was picked to go five and seven, five and seven. And they're 11 and one. You're going to come to me. And tell me that you're going to say this is a five and seven team and they just won 11 games and beat the team that they couldn't beat. It's already a success. I'm going to tell you, even if they lose to Iowa, this season will still be a success. And there again, you did it again. Again, talk about a role player. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Sklar, uh, he, he just got he just got that thing on the helmet there from I got a helmet sticker for just from doing Coach what Arbo. doing my yeah. doing, my doing your job. Yeah underplaying the whole thing, reverse psychologizing the whole thing. That was brilliant. Sponsored, incidentally, by Medieval Knievel, the jousting daredevil. My guest today, the amazing Jason Sklar, super Michigan fan on a super secret project up in Toronto we can't talk about. Follow him on Twitter at Sklar Brothers. Uh, where do we get silken helpings of the Sklars? Because right, you got podcasts and you got, I know you got live dates. What's cooking for you guys? So your fans would love our sports podcast, View from the Cheap Seats. Chet Waterhouse always joins us for a year-end review. Oh, yeah, the big year-end. Weeks. Coming up. Uh, that's, that's number one. Number two, if you liked our old show, Cheap Seats, on ESPN Classic, we are doing new episodes on our own individually on our Patreon for only five bucks a month. We made it five bucks a month for everybody. That's all it is. Beautiful. It's one yeah. uniform thing. You get extra content from our podcast, extra things, that, and you get one extra new episode of Cheaper Seats. It's even cheaper. We've done high diving. We've done Battle of the Network Stars. We've done uh, Cornhole last month. Wow. This month, we have the the world the, the Balloon World Cup, which is just guys trying to keep a balloon in the yeah. air around cars and couches. I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling that for the Assisted Living Network. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, I know you're not allowed to be there because of COVID, but hey, that's okay. Uh, th- look, it is one you're of the doing most it fun. All. It is one of the most fun things I've ever done. That's and if great. you say to your, if you say to yourself, what's a way for a really easy sort of low impact, like for a cup of coffee, the amount you'd spend on a cup of coffee, what's a great way to support comedians uh, and get awesome new content that's exclusive that only I can get? Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Check it out. And then we're on the road. We're doing Phoenix Tempe Improv in in, uh, in December. New Year's. We're performing on New Year's for the first time ever. Much wow. to our family's chagrin at, in Aurora, Illinois at the Comedy Shrine. Um, wow. And we're doing that on New Year's Eve, two shows. So if you're in Chicago land area, please come see us. We'll give you plans. Yeah, go out. 
And then beyond that, there's more at supersclars.com. But thank you for having me on. This is honestly like, I, I will say like, this is the most satisfying sports win I've yeah. experienced in my lifetime. I've been lucky enough to experience some great ones. And I, people are like, well, but you won the national championship in college football. Yeah, yeah we did, but we shared it. It wasn't the same. There, when Michigan won the national championship in 97, we had been winning. We had won big games yeah. recently. Before. This is, yeah, this is a long stretch. Yeah. I tell you, uh, you are feeling so uh, uh, satisfied and warm and full from this victory that I feel satisfied from it, despite 30 years of Michigan pounding Wisconsin's ass. Jason, thank you a lot for coming on. And uh, thank you, brother Randy. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Jeff's album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming everywhere. Go get it. And the Play With Pain mugs. Great Christmas gift. Go get them at jeffcesario.com. They just come into like an Amazon thing. You stick a bow on it, you're done. Uh, uh, thanks for, for, for listening and tell your friends that uh, we're having a ball doing this. If you want more of me this weekend, oh, look at this. I'll be in Lard, North Dakota, calling the Eggnog Relays for ESPN DUI. That must be one of their new anyway, sponsored by 45 hour energy drink. Live big, crash hard. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain. <laughs>